0: This episode is brought to you by Alouette, where, as the name would suggest, all of the beauty products are aloe vera-based. It's organic, cruelty-free, gluten-free, and if you want to try the best-selling restorative enzyme peel, just go to runliftmompod.com slash peel. That's runliftmompod.com slash peel, and I'll get you one in the mailbox. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're going to be squarely in the lifting category with a former bodybuilder, powerlifter, and Chicago lovable, that's the dance team. She is Kelly Wilson. Now she's the owner of FitFizz and the host of the FitFizz podcast. You guys, I asked her to come on because of her great experience personally, as well as professionally. She's a personal trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and she has been in health and fitness for over 25 years. I wanted Kelly to come on and talk about balance and mindset, and she knocked it out of the park. You guys, without further ado, here's Kelly Wilson from FitFiz. All right. Welcome, Kelly Wilson, to the Run Lift Mom podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Susie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing wonderful.
0: You know, this show is called Run Lift Mom. I've got a lot of fitness-minded moms out there listening. But I will tell you, Kelly, I, look, I'll run over lifting every single time, even though I know strength is <laughs> is good for me. Uh-huh. You, um, I, you know, I wanted you on this show specifically to talk about lifting, but your experience with being um, a weightlifting athlete.
1: Okay, great. Um, I have so much to share, and I'm kind of the opposite as you. I prefer (laughs) lifting so much more over running, uh, but I'm trying to be more open-minded about it all, because as you know, I've been through quite a series of events, and I learned a lot of things the hard way. Um, So I was always into fitness ever since college, and um, you I was a group fitness instructor, and personal trainer, and I started out, I was on dance teams, and, um, and it was not in, just any
0: dance team, come on, you gotta brag <laughs> here, you gotta brag here, okay. what dance team were you on, Miss Kelly?
1: Well, the one that people have probably heard of was for the Chicago Bulls, it's called the Chicago Lovables, so I got to dance at the home games for the Bulls.
0: So cool, okay, sorry, keep <laughs> going, I just, I, I'm thanks. jazzed about that, I think it's uh, so Thanks,
1: cool. it was definitely the opportunity of a lifetime, it was, it's, it was special to me, um, And yeah, you know, I did that, and I, you know, at that time, I was in my mid-20s and kind of, you know, just absorbing all the typical fitness magazines that were out there, and, um, you know, eventually I, you know, got kind of bored with that on my own, and I somehow found a path. I had some friends who started doing bodybuilding competitions. I started training that way, and I always loved being in the gym. It was always a stress relief for me. It was like my sacred time to just be inside my head and to... Uh, decompress from the work day and things like that and you know, I just started kind of going harder and harder at it in the gym. And then friends convinced me to compete in bodybuilding. And I competed in the bikini category, which is not a lot of muscle mass, but I thought, oh, this will be a good starting point. And I wanted to eventually keep competing in that. But I also had friends who were powerlifters, and they were always trying to get me to powerlift. And I I was a little bit intimidated by that. But I thought the strength was always really cool. I just thought it wasn't me because I was never an athlete. Um, I was always kind of of, you know, prefer to just uh, do my own thing, but I realized, you know, I've got this opportunity right in front of me to train with these outstandingly strong, impressive power lifters at a gym that, you know, they're offering to like teach me how to do this the right way. And since I wasn't an athlete in a typical sense in that like aggressive, hard hitting kind of way, you know, dance is like a a different side of things, but I just, I was like, I think it was out of my comfort zone, but I went for it. And, you know, For
0: listeners that aren't familiar with powerlifting, I want you to keep Mm -hmm. going, Kelly, but I want to stop to just define for folks that aren't Mm -hmm. familiar with powerlifting. You were focused on basically three specific exercises, correct?
1: Yes. It's focused on when you compete, it's a, a squat bench press and deadlift and it's not it doesn't have to do with how you look it doesn't have to do with anything like that it has to do with how strong you can be for one rep
0: so you went from one end of the spectrum right like bikini to totally the other like performance based
1: totally and you know it was
0: it it was kind of
1: cool because i had encountered this side of fitness where all of a sudden they really did not care how you looked, and it was really like, eat, 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 eat more, eat more, eat more, as opposed to like, watch what you're eating, you shouldn't have that, so it was very intriguing to me, and that's part of what made me embrace it as well, it was the level of acceptance that I found, and Mm -hmm. it brought me a lot of body confidence as well, Um, I think, you know, it's probably no surprise to people that when you go down the path of bodybuilding is so focused on physique, and that can be kind of damaging, especially to women. You know, right. um, it, it's a slippery slope.
0: Now, I've got listeners, I'm sure people listening that maybe they're not competing in bikini or competing in powerlifting, but there's still that um, you want to train for aesthetics, but then right. you also maybe want to train for performance. Um, yeah. Can you just Can you speak to that, kind of the dichotomy there?
1: Sure. Um, You know, you can train for both, but the people who really excel they're usually training just for one of those things. And I think for something important to keep in mind, especially, you know, it's so easy to fall into social media and to start comparing yourself to other people. It's really important to keep in mind when you see people who are, they have these massive feats of strength or they have this body that is quote unquote ideal to some people, Um, you know, they really go to, an extreme level. And I think it's important to keep that in mind.
0: Thank you for pointing that out, Kelly. I really appreciate it. You know, you've been in health and fitness for 25 years now. And mm-hmm. I think we all need to be reminded that when we see that lifestyle photo on Instagram of a woman who looks fantastic in her summer vacation body, mm-hmm. um, she, she's trained in a very specific way to get there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And I've, i th- tell clients too when i know that they're starting to beat themselves up you know we all make our own sacrifices based on what our priorities are and you might be admiring the way somebody looks but they're also making different kinds of sacrifices they might not be going to the movies and relaxing and that's not always healthy um so it's important to keep that in mind when you are you know i think especially women we tend to we see somebody and we think that's what I want to look like. That's the way I need to be. And there's just so many factors to take into account when we try to make certain things like that our goal. And I learned a lot of that stuff the hard way.
0: Um, (laughs) Talk to us a little, I want you, so I want to go back to your personal story. So you were the bikini competitor and then you got into powerlifting. So suddenly you find yourself in this Performance-based sport. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little mm-hmm. bit about your mindset and how that maybe got a little bit dangerous to be with those performance-based goals.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So I was training with a team, a lot of really, really strong people, like people who have broken national and world records, and they knew what they were doing. Um, and you know, I, I was in in the mindset of like, okay, I they know what they're doing, so I need to trust them. And it was a great team, great camaraderie, but Um, I also didn't know how to use boundaries when my body was trying to send me signs that maybe I needed to pull back. And um, that was where things started. You know, I started to have, um, I had an accident in the gym where I actually fell on a, trying to do box jumps and the boxes were, had a metal frame and I, my toes missed the edge and tipped it over and I landed on my pelvis really hard. And, um, I was like a month later, I was still bruised. So I was pretty concerned. about like my reproductive organs and like, um, you know, being visibly bruised a month later, I went to the doctor and they found out that my kidneys were slightly under functioning. And that was kind of a red flag um, that, you know, I just, I trusted the doctors. They said I was still okay to train. And so, you know, training with the team as well. I never wanted to let them down. I never wanted to make excuses for skipping training or leaving early even though my body was really starting to get run down and um so i was about three or three and a half years into it and just this extreme extreme fatigue was setting in like my entire body hurt all the time and i was sleeping well but it was like, I could never, ever get enough sleep, no matter what. And, you know, I started going to the doctors. Some doctors were like, oh, you're just depressed. Oh, you just need more rest. Maybe you should try yoga. And, you know, all those kinds of basic things that just weren't helpful. And, um, I was also in a stressful job that I didn't like, but then I also lost my job. They made cuts. And so stress was really, really high. And well, let me back up a tiny bit. Um, About six months prior to losing my job, I was competing in a women's professional level powerlifting. So it was a huge honor. I was like, barely made the cut to compete at that level, but I wasn't not gonna do it because I was so excited that I made it. And less than six months later, I lost my job and all of these health issues, the extreme fatigue had gotten worse and worse. And um, my health just really took a nosedive. So I was jobless. I had no insurance. I couldn't see doctors because I lost my job. Wow. And, um, you know, I'm single, so I don't have financial help or, I you know, I didn't have like the emotional support really. My I have family, but, you know, they they live, you know, we don't live together and they have their own lives. And it was just everything. It felt like my entire world was crashing down. And so from that time that I competed at the women's pro level meet to six months later, I could barely pull myself into the shower to shower without needing to rest. And my, so my strength had gone from that level of competition to like, I could barely hold my own body up. Um, And I was in so much pain every day was just scary and dark and painful. And, you know, trying to find a job and like going on job interviews, trying to pretend like I was okay, but I really wasn't. And I just didn't know what was going on. And at the time I was getting my nutrition certification as well. I had just started that when I lost my job because I knew I wanted, as a graphic designer. So I knew I wanted to make this career shift. So I was like, I'm definitely going to finish this nutrition certification. And thanks to that, I stumbled upon information that Things started making more sense with my health. So, without a doctor, I was self-treating, and you know, I started realizing, oh, I have these food sensitivities, and when I subtract certain foods, I start to feel better. And I started finding natural supplements that helped me at least feel like my day was somewhat manageable. Um, But there was about eighteen months where I was just—I consider myself non-functional. Like I—I could—I was only productive for maybe at the most three or four hours a day Um, and the rest I was just my body was just screaming out that it needed something and in hindsight I really realized that a lot of that was a stress response because I didn't know how to slow down and take care of myself enough to where you know I I was I thought no I'm fine you know I lifted a couple days ago I'll rest the next day that's how it works but by the time my sickness had gotten this bad, and it you know it turns out it was autoimmune disease, um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which probably most of your listeners have they might know somebody who has that because it's becoming so common. But I didn't know I wasn't diagnosed until much much later, um, after I had kind of already figured it out on my own. But you know it, what it really comes down to is I wasn't taking care of myself in the sense of. You know, you always hear stress is bad for you, and people always told me that, but I didn't stop and think what that meant and right. how bad it was going to be if I didn't do something to reduce that stress. I didn't, I really didn't comprehend how much damage the stress could do to my body until it was that bad. So I
0: love this. You know, we're talking a lot about modeling healthy behaviors and teaching others through experience this season. And so I'm sure there's a mom out there that is like burning it at both ends, type yes. A to the max, doing way yes. too much. And listener, I want you to hear Kelly when she says... <laughs> you have to slow down. Um, it, it was debilitating for you. What would you say to somebody? Maybe they are pushing their body like in the physical realm in the gym, or maybe they're just pushing their body in the motherhood realm. What would you say to them if they're like deep in it? Like you were,
1: I think in hindsight, what I would, what I want people to know is that, Um, you've probably heard of the fight or flight response, when your body is just like in a panic because of stress. And when you have that because of things going on in your life, and you add on intense workouts on top of that, your body doesn't really know the difference. So even if you, you know, I, I know it's a stress relief for so many people to work out. But even if you love it, Try taking, you know, especially if you're type A, I call myself a reluctant type A because I'm that way too. So I get it when you're like, I don't want to stop working out. I need that in my life. But if you could maybe give yourself two weeks or a month to just maybe let your workouts be walking and see how your body responds, um, you might find that it does help you overall. And, you know, I had to, I had to stop working out. When my body just physically could not let me and it breaks my heart to see people get to that level because i just i want people to learn from my pain so they don't have to go through it so it is so important to allow yourself the mental space and set up boundaries in your life if you need to with others to really realize that stress can just it's so damaging for your overall health that if you don't have your health you don't have anything
0: I I love that sentiment. And you know, you're right, probably a lot of listeners have heard of Hashimoto's, you've heard of adrenal fatigue, but like, guys, don't let it get too far gone. Before you're doing some of this, like Kelly, as an example, you played around with your food, and then you pulled back on the the fitness side, and you were able to see some clear connections there. So that self experimenting can be very helpful.
1: Yes, definitely. And Also, another big lesson that I learned was be brave enough to question your doctors. Like, I think most of us, you know, we're just taught to trust whatever they say, unless it sounds like completely off the rails. But um, uh, one big thing that I learned was when doctors are just telling me, oh, you're fine, or oh, you're just depressed, that doesn't necessarily mean that's all there is to it. So, that's something that I try to encourage my friends and family. To do, um, you know, because I I have had clinical depression, and I knew I wasn't depressed when they were telling me that, um, but they weren't the right kind of doctors to help me. So um, I encourage people, especially you know, if you are type A, you know how to take thing take the bull by the horns and you know figure things out, um, and to just be that's what I consider being proactive with your health. Is you know we hear self care all the time, but Doing your best, and I know it can be so hard when you're a mom and you're not sleeping and your kids need you more times a day than you could possibly count, but, you know, like I said, if you're, if you're working out intensely on top of that, your body's going to get to a point where it's kind of fighting back to because it's in such desperate need for relief and rest.
0: I, guys, if you want to go deeper about these types of health topics, um, Kelly, clearly, I mean, you're an industry veteran in terms of health and fitness. You're also the host of the FitFiz podcast, which I'm going to link. Listener, depending on where you're listening, you're either going to click details or swipe up. You're going to have a direct link to that. People can go deeper with you. Where else can we find you, Kelly?
1: Yes. Um, well, my website, is fitfizstudio.com And on social media, I'm fitfizz on all the platforms. It's F-I-T-F-I-Z-Z, all one word. It just comes from the idea of energy and effervescence and trying to have energy for life. So, um, and the Fit Fiz podcast where I'm just on a mission to just share everything
0: that I know Thank you so much for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. I want to let you know that you can swipe up in the podcast player that you're in to see the show notes. That's going to take you to my website and you're going to get a deep dive on today's show. Cool, huh? You can think of it as a blog post that complements what was covered today with all of the links and resources discussed. Don't forget to check out the podcast partners as well with some really great offers for you. And until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom podcast. All right, I've got Katie Danger with Red H Nutrition. Katie, we know that good health starts in the gut. Can you tell me a little bit about adaptogenic symbiotic? Yeah. I'm going to reiterate your point, Susie. Health starts in the gut. And that's why the adaptogenic symbiotic is so important. It's complete digestion support. We've got the three most abundant gut flora for the probiotic, So we've got 6 billion CFUs, colony forming units. We have a prebiotic fiber, which helps feed those probiotics so they can do the job they need to do. And then we also have invertase included, which helps with any bloating and gas and indigestion you may be experiencing. So we've got this proactive approach and we've got the reactive approach so if anybody's experiencing any gas bloating or just wants additional digestive support the adaptogenic probiotic is the all-in-one solution for that are you tired of meal services that deliver directly to your door but then cost you another hour to actually prepare it and get onto the table if so, I think you're going to love my friends at Factor. They are a delivery service with fully prepared, intake friendly, so keto, macro conscious, low carb, vegan, you name it. They have all of these things in a special menu prepared by dietitians. fresh, never frozen. This is amazing. If you're a busy working mom or you simply need a shortcut, I want you to look no further than Factor. You can go to runliftmompod.com slash Factor. Again, that's runliftmompod.com slash factor and use Factor 2020 at checkout for 25 bucks off your first week.